city of Nigeria. Rock, rock city of Nigeria. This is Fresh 107.9. Broadcasting around the world. This is Fresh 107.9. Professional Kids when we fell in love, not knowing what it was, I will not give you up this time. Well, darling, just kiss me slow. Your heart is all I own, and in your eyes, you're holding mine. I'm dancing in the dark with you between my arms, barefoot on the cross, listening to our favorite song. When you said you loved a mess, I whispered underneath my breath, but you heard it, darling. You. Dreams. I hope that someday we'll share our home. I found love to carry more than just my secrets. To carry love, to carry children of our own. We are still kids, but we're so in love, fighting against all odds. I know we'll be It's two minutes gone past 10 a.m. It's your feel-good radio, Fresh 107.9 FM, my burger. So good morning to you. Hope your Monday morning has started the brightest way possible. Ed Sheeran featuring Beyonce with a song, Perfect. Kickstarting things this morning. That song is off uh, Ed Sheeran's Divide album. Uh, you'd understand why we'll kickstart things with that this morning. Today is the 14th of February. Popularly called Valentine's Day, also called St. Valentine's Day, or the Feast of St. Valentine. It's celebrated annually on the 14th of February. Although the conversation as to what the day is meant for and what it has become is a different talk entirely. Uh, all I know is whatever it is you do on Valentine's Day, do it well. Uh, just make sure you're doing it with the purest of intentions. It is a day to celebrate love, genuine love, by the way, not the... You know, love that you're lying about. But um, just uh, make sure that you have fun today. Whatever fun you're having, have it in moderacy and uh, be good at the end of the day. Happy Valentine's Day to you, wherever you're listening to us uh, this morning. I should very quickly point out, though, uh, that the 14th of February, uh, so that we do not, um, you know, forget another very important issue, is also the International Epilepsy Day. Now, that's an ailment that is... um, uh, very 
you know, uh, very common around us and we don't have a lot of knowledge about it. Some of us even um, have mistaken um, knowledge about it. There are things we see about epilepsy that are not entirely true. Uh, so while we talk about the love, I uh, would we'll, uh, spend some minutes to talk about epilepsy this morning on the program. But uh, that will be much later on this morning to kickstart things. Uh, we will be talking power and its uh, role as far as sustainable development in any society is concerned. Ogun State being the focus uh, this uh, morning. Uh, incidentally, uh, that is the um, that's the focus of uh, the Ladia Devil Two Good Governance Symposium uh, for this um, year. I know last year was about. Uh, local government autonomy and all uh, this year is uh, power uh, for sustainable development, particularly uh, in Ogun State. Welcome to Platform This Monday. Wally Bakar is my name. Great to know you're there this morning. Thank you for joining us. Platform this Monday, the 14th of February, 2022. Wale Bakar is my name. Great to know you're there as we kickstart another working week together. Hopefully it turns out to be a great one. Hopefully a lot of things get better. I know it was a tough weekend uh, with the uh, full situation, the queues. Uh, for those of us that had to uh, move from one city to the other, uh, it must have been a challenging one. But as I said, hopefully... This week turns out to be a great one for all of us. Uh, this uh, morning, uh, we'll be having uh, two separate conversations on the program. Uh, first of uh, is the talks about the power sector and its role as far as development in any society is uh, concerned. Uh, this year, uh, the Ladia Debut to Good Governance Symposium uh, will be happening uh, tomorrow. Uh, the focus uh, this year is a power for sustainable development in Ogun State. Because uh, uh, this is the third of the series of um, uh, gatherings of uh, stakeholders, of experts, of uh, you know lo- critical minds, uh, taking a look at different issues that are critical to a better society. And um, this year, uh, the focus is on the power sector and its role as far as development of any societies, particularly in Ogun State, uh, is concerned. Ogun has uh, been talking so much about being the industrial hub of the country. Uh, you know how crucial power is uh, to uh, an environment that says it is the industrial hub. We know what our challenges have been over the years as far as power is concerned. We know the number of industries uh, that have um, moved their businesses away of Ghana or Ghana to site their businesses somewhere else because of our power situation. Uh, hence, uh, the need to have discussions, uh, conversations and dialogues about uh, the importance of um, a great power sector in our society. Uh, joining the program this morning is Mrs. Tayo Agumbia. This is she's the chairman of the symposium committee. Uh, she's on the program this uh, morning. Good morning, ma'am. Great to have you join us. Good Happy morning. Valentine's Day to you. 
Thank you, Wally. Good morning and happy Valentine's Day to you and to all our listeners. Well, I hope you've come bearing gifts. I was uh, telling uh, Mr. Arakoya earlier that my mom was telling me yesterday that, you know, Valentine's gifts shouldn't be for the girlfriends alone. Uh, it could also be for our mothers, for our parents. I just really hope that they know it's usually an exchange of gifts. So if I'm giving her, she's giving me as well. But she said she's been giving me a lot since she gave birth to me. So <laughs> maybe I'll just repay for all of that today. Good morning, Ma. Great to have you in our studio. Oh, well, l- l- let's get straight to it. Uh, just before we you know, get into details of uh, the symposium for this year. Let's um, first of all talk about uh, what necessitated uh, the conversation about power and its importance uh, to you know so, uh, to a developed society, especially uh, putting Ogun State in focus as you've done with the symposium this year. Well, thank you very much for that question. Power is key to everything that we do, and we know that without a constant uh, supply of electricity. A lot of things come to a standstill. Now, the focus of our discussion really is mainly uh, industrialization. But even without us focusing industrialization on industrialization, we under- must understand also that the impact on society as a whole. We constantly also talk about the high level of unemployment. If our industries have failed because they cannot keep up with alternative sources of uh, uh, generating power, and the uh, overhead costs that, uh, that that will entail, we see that we also have high rates of unemployment. These are the industries that absorb a lot from the uh, labor market, both skilled and unskilled. But when the industries themselves cannot keep going because they have to stop midway to you know switch from generator to the from the official support uh, supply of well, power well, to the, well. NEPA, as we all know, you know, to switch from NEPA to uh, unofficial supplies and a generator. You know, a lot of things uh, 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 go bad and and um, the industries are saying, look, you know, we've, that, we've put so much money into all of this equipment. A lot of the equipment is being underutilized because of this power problem that we face. And several over the years, um, way back over a decade, several industries, numerous industries have begun to divest from our economy and move to uh, other countries where they feel that there is a better business environment. So there's a lot that is going on you know, with the past sector that we need to, you know, bring to the forefront. We need to talk about it. We need to keep that conversation going. You know, so much has been said, really, but there's very little action. And we know that MAN, the Manufacturing Association of Nigeria and uh, NASIMA and Ogunsima as well, these are the uh, conglomeration of the Chambers of Commerce. We know that they have been, you know, crying about this over, or lamenting about this over the years. And the situation just hasn't improved. But we think that by bringing experts and and stakeholders to the table that we begin to proffer solutions and to see maybe there will be a way forward to sort of you know, ensure that uh, uh, in the indus- industries, you know, I, as a matter of fact, Ogun State is a, is a center of industrialization. Yeah. So we want to see that those industries stay on course and we want to see more investments coming into the state. But we need to talk about these issues as unpleasant as they may sound. You know, when you say that, I'm glad that you mentioned that uh, these, uh, there's been conversations of this nature, you know, gatherings of uh, this nature over time. Uh, but Sometimes it appears like all we do is talk and nothing follows afterwards. Uh, you, you talk about trying to prefer solutions to some of the challenges. Uh, I'd, I'd expect that that is because uh, the symposium committee or the group of people that are putting this together have identified the challenges uh, that, that are facing these industries or that are bedeviling our power sector. Well... 
I think that um, we know that there has been a lot of rot in the past sector, you know, over the years. This is not a, a, a new topic. A lot of us, a lot of our children, a lot of the younger generation have never even experienced 24, hour on, uh, 24 hours uninterrupted supply of electricity. So we don't really know, who, it's not about finger pointing or putting the blame that, okay, it's these people, it's this set of people, it's the leaders or whatever. We just know that we are tired. Nigerians are, as a whole are tired of not being able to access uninterrupted power supply. Nigerians are tired of having to rely on an alternative source of, of, of energy like the generators. As a matter of fact, generators are just a temporary intervention. But here in our country, you know, we, we rely over rely on generators. As a matter of fact, there were ye- ye- several years back, Nigeria has been described as the, higher, the highest importer of generators in the world because, you know, we just keep bringing them in all manner of, 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 of generators. And then so there's a whole industry around all of that. And so maybe because of that, the interests that are engaged in this power generation, uh, in, in this generator uh, business that, you know, don't even the want focus, the power sector to be good. Yes, the focus has shifted from trying to fix uh, having a, a, um, the Stable official, supply. yes, the official source of uh, electricity, and of course, as I said earlier, that this has impacted a lot of things in society. You know, a, a lot of our youth that are supposed to be employed, even those that don't even want to be employed but want to set up their own businesses, they have not been able to do so. And where they do so, they stop halfway because. Th- for instance, let's take the welder or take the, you know, the, at the micro level, the welder, the, the washman, the laundryman, the uh, barber, you know, all those at that informal sector level. Mm. They all re- rely on generators, you know, too. And it's, it's not helping them. It's not sustainable. And so they then pack it up and then they're idle. They're not doing anything. And so we see that we have a high rate of unemployment because the industries have closed. And at the micro level, like I said, the informal sector, you know, they're not, uh, 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 they're not able to sustain this constant buying fuel and running a generator. And so we have a high rate of unemployment as well. So that, you know, the two go together. If we're talking about you know, trying to keep our industries in business by powering them properly, then we also need to we also need to talk about the impact that is having on our on our youth and we need to say that we need to uh, 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 look at how we can change this situation and make things better for the uh, for the country as a whole, well, for the state and for the country as a whole. Because what impacts the state here also impacts other parts of the country, actually. Now, um, uh, the, as I said earlier, uh, the uh, third edition of the Ladia Debu to Good Governance Symposium uh, is focusing on power for sustainable development in Ogun State. Uh, it's happening tomorrow. And um, uh, Mrs. Agumbiade is, of course, uh, the chairman of the symposium committee. Uh, I was uh, going through the uh, list of uh, those that would be speaking at the event. Uh, they include um, uh, Mrs. Falaka Shiretan, who is the CEO of Ikeja Electric. There's also a barista, Luritimi Odunton, who, interestingly, I've had one or two conversations with about, you know, uh, power generation, especially at the level of, uh, you know, distribution companies and all. And then there's... Um, Ehi um, Waifo, uh, who is an energy consultant, uh, Okay, so when you look at this list of speakers, it tells you that there are, you know, you're looking at it from the angle of the uh, distribution companies. Uh, there's also the angle of, uh, there's also the angle of uh, an energy consultant is coming. I'm sure I'll talk about it from the angle of, you know, the consumers and all of that. Uh, what are you open to achieve with the conversations that will be going on uh, in that gathering? Uh, we're hoping to generate uh, new thinking. You know, we're, we're bringing in 
uh, new voices. And so we're hoping to generate new thinking, new ideas, you know, because we've, like we've said, this is an old problem anyway. So we've had, you know, a lot of talk about it over the years. So we think by having this new set of people and people who work in the industry, we're hoping to generate new ideas and new suggestions. Don't forget also that we're bringing in other stakeholders. It's not just them. We're going to have a question and answer session. And so there's an opportunity for other people to also join in the conversation and raise issues, raise suggestions about how they think that, you know, we can really go forward on this matter. Mm. But, but um, at, at the end of the day, uh, you know, uh, what is because uh, I just really hope that um, you know this doesn't become another uh, group of individuals come to talk about this issue, and then it just ends there. Uh, so, uh, are, are you ensuring that it, it doesn't end at that, that level of just talking about it? Well, we at the end of each of our. Um symposia that we've had what we do is that we put together a report and we hope to now project that out into the public space because we cannot do this on our own really we need to have you know it's a conglomeration of other voices but by putting this out and we of course with the help of the media you help to project and amplify the message you know and then this message should get to the ears of those who are actually having the policy making, then the policy making chairs, then the policy making positions to really sit up and do something about what is uh, uh, going on. I might also just quickly add that we have said that how, you know, the, the, the shutting down of these um, industries affects the communities. Now, we also know that there has been an increase in social vices across the country. You know, and Ogun State is no exception. There's hardly a day you open the newspapers that you don't read about some kidnapping or murder or armed robbery or something. You know, so our youth need to be engaged and 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 kept busy, and you know they need to be to to justify why they are in the society in the first place. But and we need to give them that chance. So by by looking at the connection between unemployment, social vices. And the past sector, then we will now begin to see how we can push forward together and say we need to do something about this. So it's not just about you know industries divesting from Nigeria; it's also answering to the youth problem that we have in this country. You know, although when you talk about you know power generation or power distribution, um, mostly uh, there's uh, we we say that there's some privatization that has gone on uh, in that regard, but it's still very largely a government uh, affair uh, and uh, you know power in this part of the world is a national thing uh, there are very few states that are taking into in, taking it into their hands as far as power generation and the power situation is concerned i know that this year you're focusing uh, basically on uh, you know a power for sustainable development in ogun state and i'd, I'd like to know uh, what the uh, participation of uh, the ogun state government is uh, as far as uh, this year's uh, symposium is concerned since you're focusing on ogun state and especially because when we talk of power, as I said earlier, not many states do things on their own. It's a, it's a national thing when you talk about power generation and distribution. Well, we invitations are always open, you know, because we believe that there's so much. We cannot do it alone, like I said, and we believe that um, it's hands-on for everybody. So we extend the invitation to everybody to please attend 
our events where we're talking about these public issues and social issues. And at the end of the day, we do issue a communique, we issue a report, and we and this, this, these documents are open to anybody who wants to come and have a look and wants to see what we have said or wants to act on what has been said and to take up some of these decisions to run with. So um, it, we're open to, to, to government and to policymakers, in the private sector who are in this industry and think that, oh, let us uh, uh, participate and let us look at what has been said and, you know, and um, begin to think about it and act on it. All right. I've been speaking with uh, Mrs. Taya Agumbiade. She's the chairman of uh, the Ladder Able to Good Governance Symposium Committee. Uh, this year they're talking about uh, power for sustainable development in Ogun State. Uh, we'll take a pause and uh, we'll get on with our conversation in a minute. Remember, I did say that um, uh, it's a double header this morning. I will still be talking uh, epilepsy this morning on the program as well. We're live on Facebook, by the way. Facebook.com forward slash Live. Uh, that's an avenue for you to join us. You can drop your contributions and your comments as we go on uh, this morning. Uh, Twitter very much up and running as well at Fresh FM Abelkota on Twitter. It's platform this Monday. Please don't go anywhere. Download the Fresh FM app on your Android phone, tablet to listen to Fresh FM anywhere in the world. To download, go to Google Play Store and App Store. Search for Fresh FM Nigeria. Select the icon, tap, and install for free. Follow the on-screen instructions, complete the installation, and get our content anywhere under the sun in real time. The Fresh FM radio app is all in one. You can listen live, watch us live, see our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram posts and news updates. The Fresh FM Nigeria mobile app can be downloaded on Android and iOS. As you use the Fresh FM app, review and rate our app. We're available 24-7 for more updates. Thank you for choosing Fresh as the best with Ocrest. Thank you for staying with us. Platform on Fresh 107.9 FM, Abelkuta. Uh, this uh, Monday, we've been talking power. And because uh, uh, I, I did uh, mention earlier, 
Uh, well, th- this conversation emanated from uh, the uh, plans of uh, the Ladia Debutu Good Governance uh, Symposium. Uh, this year, they're looking at power for sustainable development in Ogun State. Because uh, events like this are not uh, about the person or persons. Uh, it's about the uh, quality of discussions that will be had and uh, what are the... Uh, aftermath effect will be on our society and uh, and uh, our interest in uh, conversations of uh, this uh, nature. Uh, I, of course, will be part of some of the discussions. I hope you will be as well. Uh, the symposium, of course, is happening uh, tomorrow at um, its place event center. I know it's in Otta. And uh, there will be a lot to talk about uh, from uh, the angle of uh, distribution companies to uh, consumers and what consumers should know and what they should expect uh, from uh, service providers. And uh, generally, uh, the conversations about uh, the importance of power. Uh, to the development of any society. You know, uh, just before we went to that break, Mr. Gumbiadi, I was um, asking the question continually about, you know, uh, uh, what, what to expect afterwards, after the symposium, and not how to make sure that this is not just, uh, you know, about the talk. I was, uh, I also did mention earlier that uh, last year I was talking about local government autonomy, uh, you know, and its importance. And uh, but permit me to ask that, you know, after the conversation last year about you know local government autonomy, w- would you say that um, after the symposium, after the points that were made and the communique that was released, would you say that uh, you got the expected reaction from policymakers or from government, uh, most especially afterwards? Uh, thank you for that uh, question. If I recall correctly, I believe that immediately after we had that particular symposium on local government autonomy, that the federal government itself in the person of uh, Mr. President actually issued a statement you know, asking the local government um, officials around the country to begin to act in an autonomous way. And that couldn't have been uh, a coincidence, you know. I would say perhaps the th- issues that came out of the discussion we had prompted or triggered that uh, response from him. So we are hoping that also we would get uh, similar responses, you know, after we have finished, uh, concluded what we uh, hope to have tomorrow. We're talking about the past sector, that it will trigger action, trigger more conversation and you know, and 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 we begin to see that there will be a change, and even the man and Nasima will probably come few months down the line to say, "Oh, you know, we have experienced a change. You know, our data has changed because they provide evidence all the time, given the number of companies that have closed down, the number of companies that have fallen by the wayside, and all of that. And we know we also have the, the National Bureau of Statistics also continues to give quarterly figures of unemployed." Uh, youth and all of that. So we're hoping that we'll begin to see a gradual change uh, this year. Well, because um, the uh, symposium tomorrow would have, uh, you know, very key actors, uh, Barista Odunton, of course. I know he's the executive director of Association of Nigerian Electricity Distributors. And, uh, you know, I've, I've, like I said, I've had one or two uh, talks with him as regards, uh, you know, electricity distribution, uh, consumers and, um, you know, what the relationship really should be uh, between the electricity distributors and, you know, the consumers and, you know, quite a number of other uh, others that I'll be speaking. Uh, the CEO of Ikeja Electric, uh, Mrs. Falaka Shorten, also will be there. So uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a group of um, 
key participants in that sector. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure the conversations uh, tomorrow uh, would be a great one. Uh, we'll see how it goes. But I thank you really for being a part of the program this morning. Thank you for talking to us uh, on the program. Wish you the very best uh, with the symposium. Uh, I'd be looking forward to the communique that will be released. And as you say, uh, I'm also hopeful that, you know, uh, the conversations tomorrow would um, start, uh, would be uh, the start of, um, you know, better things to come as far as our power sector is concerned, especially in Ogo State, considering the number of industries and the number of opportunities that are available, uh, you know, here in Ogo State uh, as a result of the industries and all. Thank you very much uh, for being a part of the program this morning. Thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you. Uh, Mrs. Taya Agumbiade is the chairman of the Symposium Committee. Uh, she just joined us uh, to talk to us about the Symposium and of course its importance. Thank you, really. Uh, I should say a very big thank you to Mr. Falabere Koya, who is in the studio as well uh, this uh, morning. Uh, be a part of it. Uh, join the conversations. Uh, these are discussions that are important for uh, the sides generally, so you might want to be a part of it and hopefully uh, better things will come out of it, as I said. Uh, we'll take a pause and we'll return uh, in a moment. This platform on Fresh 107.9 FM Please don't go anywhere. app on your Android phone tablet to listen to Fresh FM anywhere in the world. To download go to Google Play Store and App Store. Search for Fresh FM Nigeria. Select the icon tap and install for free. Follow the on-screen instructions complete the installation and get our content anywhere under the sun in real time. The Fresh FM radio app is all in one. You can listen live watch us live, see our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram post and news updates, the Fresh FM Nigeria mobile app can be downloaded on Android and iOS. As you use the Fresh FM app, review and rate our app. We're available 24-7 for more updates. Thank you for choosing Fresh as the best with Ocrest.
Thank you for staying with us. Platform on Fresh 107.9 FM Abelta. Today, Monday, the 14th of February, 2022. Uh, I did say uh, that uh, we would be having uh, two separate discussions on the program this morning and uh, uh, we're into the second half of the program. Because, uh, um, as I mentioned earlier, today, the 14th of February, aside from the fact that there's a lot of attention on Valentine's Day and um, a lot of things that happen, uh, there are, you know, other conversations that we should be having on this day, and I just really hope uh, that we remember to have these conversations year in year out because of the impotence amidst um, all the, uh, you know, celebration of Valentine, all of that. Uh, the International Epilepsy Day uh, is uh, observed annually uh, on the second Monday in February, and incidentally, uh, the second Monday in February for this year falls, you know, exact, uh, exactly on Valentine's Day, and this day uh, is set aside to help raise awareness about epilepsy. Uh, there are quite a number of things that we do not know. Sometimes things that we think we know that we actually do not know about epilepsy. And it's, it's sometimes appalling when you hear some, uh, some of the things that people say uh, all in the name of uh, they know it. And then uh, you know they just uh, misinform uh, people. And sometimes um, you know these things affect a lot of people very gravely. Uh, well, uh, this morning I have uh, in the studio... Uh, we meet two gentlemen, although they are in the company of uh, a lot of others. But Bankole Muritalalushala is a clinical neurophysiologist, is the founder of the Epilepsy Ambassadors Initiative. Uh, he's in the studio with us uh, this uh, morning. Good morning, sir. Yeah, good morning. Thanks for having me. Great to have you in the studio. Dr. Isa Makinde is also with us this morning. Good morning, sir. Uh, great to have you in the studio. Please move closer to your microphone so we can hear you properly. Uh, great to have you in the studio. You know, I, I, I don't know what uh, kicks our things for us this morning, but let, let me start with uh, you, Mr. Bakali. You know, uh, the uh, as, as I said earlier, uh, the the conversation about epilepsy is one that uh, we have year in year out. Although I, I personally think that we don't have it as much as we should. I personally think that the focus is not as much as is not as much as it should. Uh, why that is, I do not know. Or maybe because uh, we just assume we know enough. And uh, judging by the conversations I've had with the likes of uh, you, uh, I know I've spoken to uh, Mrs. Queer a couple of times about this, and a couple of other doctors and um, you know specialists that I've spoken about, I know that we don't know anything. Or what we think we know, we really do not know. Please, uh, good morning. Talk to us about our level of knowledge about epilepsy. And um, why exactly, after all these years, it's not at that level it should be? Um, actually, let me start this way. Like, when someone had an injury, like a fracture in the leg, and the person's leg is hung up in an hospital, everybody knows that this person is sick. Okay. Right? When someone is having an headache, he couldn't go to work, and everybody knows this person is sick. Someone is diabetic, right? And the person continues to repeat that every other time. I can't take this, I can't take that because I'm, I'm diabetic. What someone having epilepsy, uh, someone that has seizure repeatedly, doesn't know when this will come up, okay? And is actually, as a result of the environment he found his or herself in, he's shy to tell people that he actually have it. So how will it look like to you? How will it look like to you when I tell you, oh, I have epilepsy? And what the environment thinks, most especially when I tell them I have it. So it's quite difficult for someone who had epilepsy to come out to tell people because there is this stigmatization out there, Okay? That's one of the reasons why to today people don't get to understand. One, then the second one is, you know, these traditional beliefs, okay, 
the fact that most of us and Nollywood has assisted in in this, thanks to no one anyway. You know, the impression people create is uh, when you have epilepsy and you fall down jacking, perhaps there is someone there, you know, hiding, maybe in your village. Mm. Or there's, there's one lizard. Uh, exactly, mm. or one lizard. Mm. Okay, I think... Uh, I've seen that one before. You know that story too, yeah, <laughs> the story it. of the lizard. Okay, <laughs> there is one lizard somewhere, you know, that could possibly the water from the uh, body of the lizard actually touch mm. you, so you are repeatedly having it. Or some people will say, possibly the person that had epilepsy, you touch the person as a result of that, yeah, you actually contact the epilepsy too as and, well. And, and, and these, are, these are lies, these are myths. We'll, we'll get into that, okay. uh, just, just for the sake of knowledge. Uh, Dr. Issa, please, uh, what is epilepsy? Yes. If we talk about epilepsy, I mean, we, we are talking about we are talking about disturbance of electric activity from the brain. Okay. So, this person has seizures, and these seizures are as a result of abnormal electrical discharge from the brain. And as a result of it, they have seizure. So, if we talk about what, why is it all person that have seizures are classified as having epilepsy? That is another question okay. that we should ask. So, if we talk about person that is that has epilepsy, we are talking about persons that have seizures that are not provoked. Nothing provoked this seizure. Not like the person have some illness. For example, let me say like a you know, person with kidney disease that have seizures. Those are those are those are not those people people are not epileptic. Okay, so, so, so sorry, Button. Just you know, because uh, I'm I'm trying to aid my listener to understand. So you're saying that people have seizures, uh, but um, sometimes these seizures are provoked by particular illnesses, illnesses or particular occurrences. Yeah. Now, if you have a seizure that is not provoked by an illness, then yes, that might that be epilepsy. Epilepsy. Okay. Go on, go. On. I just wanted to clarify yes. that part. So, and these are usually called by. These are usually as a result of abnormal discharge from the brain. We have, have we are talking about many causes of epilepsy. Some are genetics, some are hereditary, and some are usually due to some things that have occurred that create scars to the brain. For example, person that has um, head injury several years ago okay. may have have a scar to the brain, and this scar can serve as a focus of abnormal discharge from the brain. A person that already had stroke several years ago may have a scar in that region that has stroke in the brain and this can serve as a focus of um, abnormal discharge from the brain. And this patient will have repeated seizures. Okay. Well, uh, because I I know that, you know, some of these definitions uh, are quite technical and you know, the the sometimes uh, they're, they're difficult to understand. Uh, I know that one time someone was trying to explain it to me, and the, the person was showing me um, uh, a result of an what you call it. I think it's an EEG or something. Okay. And then he was explaining to me the graphs and saying, "Sure, you can go wrong, maybe." I don't know, but but if you okay. say if you say so, right. no wala. But uh, let, let me come up. Okay, up, please. please. Uh, okay, you know what? Um, for our listeners mm. at home. I need to say this, okay? When you think of, an, uh, of epilepsy or seizure, just think about our normal electricity at home, okay? Okay. We have a transformer. What does the transformer do? It steps down electricity. And when the transformer, is work- and the transformer is working at its best, all our bulb will be regulated. Everything will be working normally. 
But when there is an upsurge of electricity on the transformer, what happens? All your electric bulbs, your fridge, your every point of electricity within the house, you start having a lot of, you know, maybe fluctuation, damaging or, to the equipment, okay. and a lot of all these things and the rest. The same thing too applies to our body when it comes to seizure, right? We have our brain, which is a source of regulation to our whole body. Okay, it sends impulses just like the transformer sends electricity to all our houses. Okay. And as a result of these impulses, it regulated the it regulates it regulates all the activities as well as every other things we do. Okay, it now depends on which part of the brain is affected. If the part of the brain that is affected has to do with mobility, muscle activity, you see the person falling down. You know, start, start repeating that jacking activity repeatedly. Okay, because that part of the brain has its card and it has already affected the part is controlling in the body. Okay. If the part that that uh, particular scale is affecting is the part that has to do with emotion, that is why you see some people having an epilepsy that has to do with mood swing. You know, sometimes they are happy, sometimes they are sad. Something that looks like a depression. Because here, yeah, when we start to talk about epilepsy, when we start to talk about seizure, people will get to think that it's something else. What every one of us think is epilepsy is when somebody falls down and the person starts jacking and the rest. And the, that is just one of it. We have more than 45 different types of seizure. I could stop, possibly sit and I'm talking and all of a sudden I keep quiet and I'm, you know, smacking my lips. That is a type of epilepsy. We call it absence seizure. We also have what we call gelastic seizure. I could be talking and all of a sudden I start laughing. <laughs> and I can't control that laughter. <laughs> and there are more than 45 of them. But because a lot of us do not take our time to read, to learn, to get exposed, and to help these people, we restrict ourselves to one information, and our entire life, we continue to label and condemn others. So, in hospitals today, they say people have seizure. Okay? And anybody can have seizure. I always say it. Anybody can have seizure. So far, you have a brain, you, will, you can have seizure. But not every seizure is epileptic. Okay. okay, and I think we should understand that. That's why I'm trying to explain with the concept of electricity. And when that person have that abnormal discharge, it's not like just like we have upsurge of electricity on the transformer. Just like your bulb starts breaking, your fridge starts, you know, it affects your then electrical appliance. Some the same thing too applies to your body that receives the impulses from the brain. Mind you, the way electricity works is the same way our brain sends impulses. As fast, it's just like you are con- someone is owning a source of electricity by the transformer. If you touch that electricity at the same time, you will get electrocuted. Right. The same thing with the way when the brain releases impulses, the hand gets the information immediately and it starts working on it. All right. Um, uh, Dr. Isar, let's um, you know, talk about, because you, you mentioned earlier that there are you know, various causes. Uh, you talk about hereditary, uh, you know, some being genetic and all of that, or, you know, the, 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 you said you said something about uh, that maybe there's a scar, uh, you know, in, in the brain. Uh, and, and I'm wondering, you know, what put the scar there? Uh, what do you mean by this? What, what are the various causes? That's what I'm saying. Like, for example, you have some people that have already had stroke okay. in the past, and these have already created the scar in that part of the brain. Okay. So several years ago, that place can be a, f- a place, a focus, a source of, a focus. A source of the abnormal electric uh, from the, the brain. brain. Okay. So also, a person that had maybe accident, had a head injury, or fall, had a head injury, survived, 
may, may eventually have a scarf from that injury. And later, several years later, can start can have a seizure okay. as a result from the electrical activity that uh, happened previously. The, um, discharging from that. Those are the those are these um, few causes. So, no, uh, no so, sorry. Um, you know, um, so how do I do? Do I how do I know? Because you say that any individual can have a seizure. Uh, uh, how do I know that I've had a scar in my head? Um, you know, uh, do I wait till I have a seizure? Do I? Because of course, there's not everybody that has this kind of head. The yeah. individuals, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, know. So how do, how do I know that? For, for all I care, there could be a scar in this head. This very big head. So how do I know that? Okay, um, that's the um, where the area of neurodiagnostics comes around. Okay. Okay. Um, like someone had a seizure, possibly the first episode, and uh, you want to rule out seizure, that particular... So, sorry, I, I think the question we should ask first is, how, how do I know what this person is having is a seizure? I think that's the first question to yeah. ask before we then... Of course, uh, what I'm saying is, that is how the area of neurodiagnostics comes around, okay? When you had a, 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 a someone had something that looks like, you know, fall down jack or had some other... Like most people... For example, I have to divert a bit. A child in a primary school or pre-primary school, the teacher complains that this child is not uh, um, not cooperating in class, is not attentive, and they want to complain to a doctor. A doctor, the first thing a doctor may likely uh, possibly uh, be looking at is possibly this child is having a seizure, an absent seizure. So, But he can't really predict. He will send the child to do an EEG, which is a neurodiagnostic procedure. That will now show in the brain of the child some activities, okay? If those activities goes in line with what the doctor is uh, like, was thinking of, then the doctor will know, oh, the procedure assumes that your child is having an absent seizure, okay? okay? So that is it about that. Then, apart from that, when someone had a first seizure, right? If it's not, happened, if it's not having the second one or the third one, or possibly there is a reason why he had it. Possibly the child has a fever. Okay, will likely treat the symptoms and see if we will still have it again. Then if he has it, then we know that possibly this may likely be seizure. Let's send the child for um, a diagnosis. And when he goes for the diagnosis, the test will show if the brain is actually having an abnormal discharges. These discharges will show on the pages of uh, EEG, and with that, the doctor will be able to diagnose as well as treat. Uh, the person having a seizure. Is it, is it so bad to have epilepsy? Um, not really. It's not as bad as the stigmatization and the misunderstandings of the environment that comes along with you it. Know, I'm asking this question because, you know, if you just, just as you mentioned earlier, uh, it's not a very easy thing to come out and say you have epilepsy. Yeah. If, if you say that to anybody, the first thinking is, ha! Yeah. Do you know, we have more than 3 million Nigerians actually living with this. But even some of them are living with it and they don't even know they are living with it. Mm. Yeah. Just like I said, I may be talking and uh, for a few seconds, like one, two seconds, I stop and I continue to talk. And you wondered what was wrong with me. You were calling me. I didn't answer. And I immediately I came back. I started talking. I said, oh, there's As nothing, if nothing happened. happened. As if nothing happened. It's a kind of seizure. But people having it think it's just fun. You have some children you have when they were when they were very young. You see parents knocking them on the head. They feel every time I call you to come and you just stand there and be looking at me. But are they taking their time to actually 
take the, take these children for diagnosis to be sure they are not suffering from a kind of epilepsy. The thing is, if we get to try as much as possible to understand these things and take them for diagnosis, it will help every one of us, including those uh, that are living with it and those that are not living with it. And I will explain why. There was a doctor in my clinic who happens to board a, a, a what's it called? A Uber, an Uber, right? He was coming from a place and all of a sudden, while driving down, he realized that the driver, the person that was driving this Uber was the patient that he met, that he saw mm. like a week ago. The doctor has to, you know, stylishly find a way of excusing himself from the car, right? Because he knows if that car had an accident, what happened? It's not just that driver that will be injured or died as a result of it. The driver will die. Even those passengers too will die. And it has happened not once, not twice. In this same Nigeria, there was one that happens in Kaduna. That was in 2001. A driver was going, okay? There was people boarding the bus. He was taking a lot of people along with him. He had a seizure and he threw every one of them in the ditch. Okay. So... But if... The environment creates a kind of enabling environment for them to speak out, you know, stop stigmatization against them, understand their situation and be ready to help them. But, but you say your doctor just got down and just let him go. Yeah, because he knew, listen, he knew what was wrong with him. Okay. Okay. And he couldn't stop as a then. The okay. best thing he could do was to excuse himself. Okay, so um, I, I think what what really uh, you know the the point of my question was because when I say is it so bad to have seizure, uh, um, uh, you know I'm saying because people make it seem like it is, uh, it is the beginning of an end. It's incurable. Oh, it's no. not treatable. Oh, no. it and is, uh... and you know when I talk to you know uh, epilepsy advocates, uh, you know they you you begin to have a different idea because they they. I don't want to say downplayed, but they, they you, you make it sound like it's, it's no big deal. You could have it and you'd be fine afterwards. Yeah, because people with diabetics leaves and they still survive with medication. And these, these their medications are for life. People living mm. with diabetes, right? People that have hypertension, okay, have the drugs they live on. And they live on these drugs for a very long time. Nobody mm. is questioning that, okay? But with epilepsy here, okay, when you have it, for it to be controlled, your seizure to be controlled, it takes just like two, three years for some people. Then when you use it and the, uh, the, your seizure is controlled, they reduce the medication and they possibly stop and you live your normal life. On some other individual, let's say in 75% of people with epilepsy, okay, medication, we actually control the seizure. In another 20 to like 20 something percent, okay, let's say the medication, the person will continue to use it for a very long time and it will control the seizure. Just Few numbers, like less than 1%, those that had the genetical, uh, the, the causes of their seizure may likely be genetics, okay. are just the few numbers that may likely sometimes don't respond to medication mm -hmm. or will continue to have the seizure despite uh, using medication. Okay. Why, why, why do you think Dr. Isaac could also come in here? Because you know, I know that you must have had a lot of episodes with uh, you know uh, epilepsy patients and all of that. Uh, if you, Because when you talk about it this way and you say that it's very treatable. Uh, people can get drugs and be fine at the end of the day. Why then don't people, you know, uh, take this treatment? I've, I've heard some people say that, uh, I don't know if I'm wrong, I've heard some people say uh, the drugs are 
not readily available. I've heard some people say they're expensive. I've heard some people say, uh, I don't know, side effects are also <laughs> very interesting as well. So, um, c- what can you tell us about all of this? Yes, let me tell you. The drugs are available and they are effective. Mm. But getting the right medication for the for the right type of epilepsy is also matters. Yes. And also for the issue of the um side for the issue of side effects, well, I can say most it's not all medication that has is very serious side effects. And if you are experiencing it, if the person is experiencing a serious side effect from one, you can be switched to another. And because the reason why we have to control those seizures, like the more you have seizures, the more damage to the brain. So, and it's very important for us, apart from the social aspect of it, that the seizure can occur at any, place, uh, any, at any time, at any place, that you may, be, you may feel embarrassed and so, the more you even have that seizure, the more damage to the brain. So you have to take that medication and control that seizure. And you will live your normal life. If you are on certain medication and you say, like, oh, your seizure has been controlled for certain years, for example, like five years, we step down the medications. We reduce the dose. We let it be on lower dose. You continue. And then after some years, the medic- uh, no seizure, we can further reduce the dose. So you live your normal life. You know, um, Mr. Bancoli, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just bothered about, you know, because when you say that uh, if you have a seizure and you're, embar- you're embarrassed, and I'm wondering what is there to be embarrassed about, although that's the truth of the society because if someone has a seizure, it's, it's not that individual's fault and there's nothing the person can do yeah. about it. Like, why should I be embarrassed of having, say, an headache? Why should I be embarrassed of fainting? Why should okay, I be embarrassed yeah. of... You know, having a seizure, uh, and it just brings brings home the question as to what uh, you know bodies like yours, uh, you know, the epilepsy initiative is doing to improve the education level, to improve, you know, how different people look at this ailment, so to speak. Okay, well, uh, one of the things we do is uh, we try to create awareness to the public on what epilepsy is and what is not. Then the second thing we do is uh, we try to train obliques on the first aids how to help those that had the seizure and you're there you know because i've seen a lot people have seizure and some people start pouring water on their head they put uh, something in their something mouth. in their mouth some people want to hold them tight they want to stop that seizure by all means and the funniest thing is that wrong it's wrong ah. the body is not the one the brain is actually the thing that is affected here. But that, that, that all putting your finger in their mouth, that, is, is it wrong? It's wrong. It's wrong. So you're it's just wrong. suffering yourself, putting yes, your... Yes, that's oh what I'm God. saying. You but don't put... See, the thing is, you don't need to... You What you need to do is, they have just like five minutes, three to five minutes for that seizure to relapse. Okay. So the best thing you can do for them is to clear the environment of anything that could actually affect them, any sharp object or mm. anything they could eat them, their heads on. Or possibly if you had a pillowcase, they're having it, put it under their head. So that if that person will likely continue to hit his head on the floor, it will be on the pillow or your shirt. If you're putting on singlet and you saw someone having it on the road, you can remove your shirt, possibly put it under the head of the person. Okay? Just to soften the Exactly. Like okay. Then clear the place of anything that could possibly injure the person. 
within the next three to five minutes, the seizure is gone. You know, the episode is gone. You can stay there with the person to recover because of the post-seizure, uh, uh, what is it called? It is, it is a lie that if you touch them, if they, if uh, you can also... Then if it's true, someone like me will be living with epilepsy for life. Because mm. all my life I've been dealing with patients with epilepsy. I've actually, you know, attached electrodes to their yeah, heads. Yeah, who told us that? There nonsense. are times yeah, we were told when we were young too. That was what I was told. And uh, one of the reasons that possibly the reason why I was motivated uh, to like go out and continue to preach this gospel was because I realized that this was a scam. Mm. We were given this story as a child. We were told the story of lizard. We were so the story of witches and the wizard and this and that, Yali Okon and the rest, you know? And all of a sudden, coming to the medical school, I realized that, wow, we have been brainwashed. A lot of these things they told us were lies, blatant lies. Okay? People say, oh, but Omar, it could be an attack. Yes, an edit could be an attack. Stomach destruction could be an attack. Why is it that when we have a dick, we don't think of yali or force? We force you uh, parastamol, and when it's not working, that is when we now think possibly this could be an attack. Give mm-hmm. epilepsy to that chance. Before you think of yali or before you think of witches, before you think of all these things, why not practice the normal orthodox medicine? Then you can think of possibly something else. All right. Uh, well, um, th- 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 this is a discussion that we could go on and on and not stop talking. Uh, but uh, I think at the end of the day, because uh, I also know that you know uh, you, you've spoken about uh, you know people not being able to come out and talk about their issues. I also know that when we have conversations like this on radio, some people don't you know want to talk about it on radio. They don't want to call and talk about it, but they would appreciate if they can get uh, you know a personal encounter and they can talk to you know experts. Uh, I'd appreciate if you can maybe read out a number of your organization, for example, that people that have questions and comments and all can talk to you after this conversation. Please quickly, because we're out of time. Okay. Can I? Yes, go ahead. Okay. 070-62-95-65-59. Could you take it again, please? 70 65 Five nine. All right. Um, that is a number I'm sure that can um, answer all your questions as far as epilepsy uh, is uh, concerned. Uh, you might want to have, you know, personal conversations. Feel free to do that. And maybe you want to ask questions about things that you've seen or people around you, uh, because that's, that's also very key. Sometimes uh, you might be the one actually sending the message on behalf of someone who doesn't have the courage to talk about it. Maybe uh, that can also happen. I should say a very big thank you to uh, Mr. Bankole Mutala Lushola. He's a clinical neurophysiologist, the founder of the Epilepsy Ambassadors Initiative. Thank you really for your time oh, thanks uh, this for having morning. Me. Uh, Dr. Isamakinde, thank you as well for your time. I really appreciated your thank views. Thank you for having me. Uh, I should say a very big thank you to uh, a lot of others that came with you. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Miriam Orenuga, uh, Mr. Ediahem. I hope I got that correctly, Peter. <laughs> well, Ediahem Peter, okay, yeah. thank you. Uh, then uh, Mr. Imran Taslim as well uh, with us. Uh, Mrs. Oliomi Adedojakuye uh, is also the convener of Epilepsy Advocacy Initiative. I've spoken to her, I think I spoke to her last year on the Epilepsy Day uh, celebration. Thank you really uh, for being a part of the program.